do it. Hey, what's up, Jake? How you doing? I love our intro music. Like, it always keeps me kind of like fired up, pumped up. I, I know. Download I love it on it. my phone just to listen to it. I actually have to remember. So hopefully, hopefully, Soundstripe doesn't listen to this. But I have to remember that every time we do we do an episode, I have to like re-license the music. And I often forget to do that so that like the artists who made the music gets paid. Otherwise, if they find out that we've been using their music over and over again and not licensing it. That would be something me and you would do. uh, That would be. But I mean, I I love his music. I already have the MP. I already have the MP3 download. So, I mean, what's going to happen? They say, hey, you can't use the music anymore. I'm like, I I have the MP3 download. Like, take it away from me. I dare you. I think his name is Walla. Like, don't like capitalize W-A-L-A. I don't know. I like Walla, so he, maybe I'm going to have to he, Jake likes Walla. That's his I don't favorite. even know who Walla is. but I didn't know either. I was just searching on Soundstripe, and I found it. Hey, guys. So this is Live It with Jake Sullivan, another episode. This is like week two of our awkward, weird quarantine <laughs> phase, and I'm actually kind of living it up, you know? I don't know. It, it's one of those hard things because you want to say, like, I'm enjoying the season because there are people that are suffering in the midst of the season, and economically, um, health-wise, but it has been a new change of pace for me and for my family, and and I have found joy in it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, for for our family, like, we've been having um, just kind of times of worship and prayer actually every single day um, with kind of a community that we've built through um, the— I mean, people. Most people are from Grace Chaska, actually, but they're yeah. people that do the vision school with the shows and stuff. But we've kind of come separated a little—not separated, but um, stepped off of the vision school platform as a as a community. And and I mean, we're still doing vision school, obviously, and leading that. But we've just kind of come together just to worship and pray often yeah. together as a community because we find that. I mean, we need that, duh. Like, we're we're made to do that, so. Well, yours sounds so spiritual. Mine is like, I told my wife last night, I said, I feel like I'm 23 or 24 years old again. I, I have no real schedule. Oh, yeah. Um, I go to sleep maybe like midnight, 1 a.m., wake up at 8 or 8.30, kind of roll into the office when I want to. Um, yeah. Seriously. Just, I, yeah. I, I don't have any, I have nothing to do after 5 p.m. Um, kids' right. practices and activities and schedules and come home and just hang out. So you out can just actually sit down and, like, yeah. have a cocktail if you want, <laughs> enjoy some time with your wife. I know, playing cards and watching movies, and I feel like I'm back in college. Um, so I, I, I'm actually worried about when the quarantine ends. Like, I got to try to adjust back oh to real gosh. life again. But, I mean, realistically, is what is real life, and these are quotation marks that I'm making, <laughs> going to look like once this quarantine ends? I know. I I think it will reset a lot of us. Um, I know it has reset me. Um, just thinking about how I how I think about activities and my kids' activities and running from spot to spot to spot, and never taking a moment to breathe and just kind of enjoying what God is doing in this season. Yeah, I mean, for how would I put this? Like economy, speaking economically, things are going to have a drastic shift. Once this ends, yeah. 
And I know we've had a couple of neighbors that we've talked to who have, um, you know, we've gotten in contact with and just said like, hey, how are you guys doing? Do you need anything? Like, can we help out with anything? And the conversation will get rolling and it'll ultimately end in like, um, you know, I just kind of can't wait till things get back to normal. And although that's a very, I mean, I mean, that's a fair thing to say, but I just don't think that things are going to really get back to normal. Normal life is going to be yeah. is going to look totally different. What I do think, you think? Yeah, I, I think it will probably look very different. I think just how we even think and process stuff. Um, but I do think God works in these kind of seasons as well just to get us to stop. You know, I've been thinking a lot about the Apostle Paul, and he was a guy that just went, went, went. He was always on the go. He was always trying to get the gospel somewhere. Sometimes I'm like, did God just purposely put him in prison to be like, hey, you can't go anywhere now, yeah. right? And you know, and I've talked about, I think last week, I talked about how God's put on my heart just mm-hmm. to use this season as a time of reflection and a season of writing. But I, I kind of have that spirit of Apostle Paul where I'm just going, 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 and God's just like, stop. Yeah. And and hopefully for our, our country, it's just going to put our eyes back on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so, I, I mean, I've been thinking about this lately, and I actually had a conversation with um, David Cho a, a few days ago, I believe it was, um, a Saturday. He was and, over and at And by the house. way, for you guys that don't know <laughs> David Cho. Oh, yeah. He is, um, he's like a modern day Apostle Paul. Like every time I'm around him, I'm like convicted of my own. Oh, right. Lack yeah. of of trust in the Lord. Every time I'm around <laughs> him, he's fasting for like forty days, or he's preparing oh, to go on. somewhere. You're not. He's too skinny to, to fast for forty days. <laughs> he's always. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. No, uh, I love you, bro. If you're I, listening to this, he is. He is one of the. I think awesome. every one of us needs someone in our lives that just challenges us yes. to say, "There's more yes. to your walk in Christ." And David's yes. one of those guys. But one of the things that he was saying was like. Okay, we know and trust that God's hand is in everything, right? He is over everything. He is, he is, got. He is holding us in the palm of His hands, and He, like He is. I, I mean, I hate and love to say this, but God has ordained this. He wrote this to happen, and I think we have been going and going and going so hard, doing so many things, keeping our plates so full for the past, I don't know, however long. Uh, years, years, decades. And this, like, we have never seen in our history a time where globally at the same time, our economy just stops and takes a pause. And I think this is such a cool thing to think about. Like, we, you know, we care about music. We like music. We like sports. We like all these different things. But the Lord, as, as he has ordained this, he has kind of put a stop to money, mm-hmm. which is a huge idol to, I would say, most of us in the first world yeah. countries. Yeah. And it has caused us to take a step back and say, like, what is important to me? Yeah. Because all I was thinking about money, power, empire, industry, yeah. all these different things, they are put on hold now. What is important to me? What am I preparing myself for yeah, now in so the good. future? It, it is it is so good to think about that. And, and also just we are a society that is based on events and sports and big gatherings and, and, and so much of that economics. And all of a sudden when all that stuff is stripped, it's like, what, what am I left with? And then we begin to realize how vulnerable we are as people. And there's got to be more to this life on this side of eternity. 
and and my prayer is just like it's going to point people back to back to Christ, especially well, in our country where they continue yeah, yeah. to remove Jesus from so many platforms, from government, from businesses, and schools, and and saying no, like we were, we were built on a on a solid foundation. Well, I think even here at Grace Church, Jake, like so much of our revenue for this building comes from having mass events, and so I'm wondering, like this building costs a lot to keep up and running year by year. Yeah. I mean, water bills, electricity, heat, like all these, and gas, like all these different things. It costs a lot of money just to keep the building up and running. A lot of that money that comes in is not just from people, like the giving is super important, but it's not just from people's giving here yeah. at the church. It is from the events that we host here, the... um funeral services that we have here, yeah, like weddings, weddings and- all that different kind of stuff that we ha- open up our building to the community. Yeah. And those are being put on hold too now. So yeah. like that, just another example to kind of, for us to kind of think about. Yeah, it, um, it affects, it affects everyone. And, yes. and one of the things we did a family Bible study on Sunday night. And, and when you're walking through it, so because my, my family has chosen the adoption and we have six kids and, and, and we've been in the ministry realm and my wife has been a stay-at-home mom, really things for the last 15 years have been hard for us financially. Mm. Lord has always taken care of us, put a roof over our head and clothes on our body and food on our table. But they have been challenging for yeah. us. And, yeah. and we opened up 2 Corinthians 1, and we talked about this a few weeks ago in our mental health series that we were doing like. Like sometimes God brings us through a season so we can bring it bring comfort to others. Mm. Like we figure out God's comfort in those seasons, and then we get to display that comfort onto others. How God has comforted us in First Corinthians chapter one, and I really feel That's like good. right now for our family, and we were just talking with the kids about this. Like we've been through financial challenges as we've chosen adoption and chosen ministry as a as our way of life, and and your mom staying home and all those other things like. This could be an opportunity for us yeah. to really be a light for the gospel because yeah. we know what that struggle is And to is be like. able to reach people in that sort of way is such a cool thing, yeah. Jake. Well, I mean, so now that we are already 10 minutes into this episode, <laughs> um, I want to just kind of introduce what we are doing yeah. here. So in an attempt to be culturally relevant, yes. Jake and I are starting, I don't know what, maybe two, three-part series, haven't really decided it depends, yet. It depends how long we it stay depends. in quarantine. What Seriously, I mean, okay, so the word is, right, like, I've been hearing the word is, for those of you who are listening, Friday at midnight, we might go on, we we'll probably will go on a um stay in place. What is it? Uh, shelter in place quarantine. So essentially we shouldn't really leave our homes unless it's like to get groceries or whatever. I don't know if, if clergy or, or any, like any of us I, working I at the church will be, essential. I don't know if we will be exempt or considered right. essential for that purpose. But so, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just the word of mouth. And, and what we're trying to do here is we're starting this little two part two or three part series, whatever happens, called um, Conversations in Quarantine. Um, So basically, we're just going to ask some questions that actually Jake came up with, try to answer them as best as we can, and just have a conversation about it. And then actually, we're going to have some other people, students, young adults, call in, and we'll ask them these same questions and kind of get their minds thinking about the quarantine, the good things, the bad things, things they want to work on, all that different kind of stuff. So we can just 
get people's brain juices flowing during this time. Conversations. Yeah. um, Because God can teach us so much in this season. Like I even think about the shelter in place here in Minnesota if that happens. Like that is like a nightmare in my mind. For a guy that's an extrovert and loves people, um, being in one place and not being able to leave that place is it's one of the scariest thoughts of my entire life. Oh, right, life. right, yeah. But God is good in there, and he's yeah. going to do yeah. something with that yeah. season. And, and um, it's what we want to talk about, it. like what, what's God doing in, in, our, in our lives um, through this quarantine. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's the first question you have on here, Jake, is it not? It says, what is God teaching you in this time of quarantine? So I feel like we've been asking a lot of people this question, and all right, I'm just going to come out a little bit personally. Like, for me— I just get irritated talking about COVID-19 because yeah. I'm like, oh, it's all everyone is ever talking about. You take a walk outside and see your neighbor and you say, hey, and they're like, oh, man, how about that coronavirus? Am I right? And I'm like, dude, we know we get it. But like, I also think that it's important um, to talk about it in the sense that like we don't need to be afraid. Yeah. And yeah. Um, for people to start focusing differently, um, I think it's important. So what yeah. has God been teaching you? I'm, I'm just going to ask you first, Jake. What has God yeah. been teaching you in this time of quarantine? I, I think the biggest thing that I have seen is how purposeful my personal trials have been over the years. And, and to think about... I see so many people that maybe have not walked through um, fear, fear of the unknown, uh, trials, difficulty, suffering, and are experiencing it now in the the heaviness that is on them. And while I am, quite frankly, almost finding joy in this season, and I'm like, why, Lord, am I finding joy in a season where there is so much unknown? And this guy's like, "I've, I've prepared you for times like this, and my journey that we have talked about with mental health and and the difficulties and the unknowns of those seasons and the fear of those seasons and, um, you know, the financial challenges that we have had as we've chosen to live a lifestyle that that doesn't allow us to have plenty. And and all of those things now have kind of set the table for this season to now be a comforter to those who are not comforted or to be an encourager in a time where encouragement is needed and, and for at the same time, my own soul is finding joy in it all. And just seeing how purposeful God is for what he brings us through. I, I, I said today, I was taping one of our one of my devotionals I'm doing online, and, and um, Rob Reno said it in a year that I was walking through probably some of the most difficulties in my life two years ago. And he said, you can never judge God in the middle of the story. You can only judge God at the end. Yeah. And I feel like there's a, there's a component of this where I'm seeing God a little bit at the end of a story and some of, some of the own situations that God has put me through. So that's kind of what God is teaching me, like, to really embrace my trials and suffering because there is going to be a purpose for them all the time in all kinds of different seasons. You just can't always see it when you're in the middle of it. That's really interesting. Like, <clears throat> I mean, so I'm I'm fairly young. I think I'm the youngest person in this room. There's Might only be two the of us. the youngest person working at this church. Oh, I absolutely think. Yeah. Do you think so? I mean, other than the people that you, run... You're 19 still? 19. I mean, there are other people yeah. that, like, work camera crew or that kind of stuff. Vote. But they, I can you're vote. You're barely old enough to vote. So I, yes, what do you mean barely old enough? I'm, I'm actually turning 20 in, like, 10 days. And Sam is so, going to be full-time Thank here. you. Right. So you talk about the God, God's hand here at Grace Church on Sam, right? Like, 
decided to take a gap year, somehow mm. randomly ends up here. He's only 19 years old and is going to be full-time working at a church like Grace Church. Crazy. Well, amen. <clears throat> well, that's a whole other rabbit trail we can get down. All right. Okay, 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 okay. What is God teaching me? Um, I think that that's such a cool thing to bring up, Jake. Um, One huge thing that God has been teaching me, I think even a couple weeks prior to this quarantine time, um, is just where are my priorities lying relationally? So you talked about family time a lot, and and, um, I started to wonder kind of like, do I really know my siblings well? Do I really know my parents very well? And, you know, I'm still living with my parents. Um, I haven't moved out at this point. Um, I, you know, I've got a girlfriend going steady. We're thinking about getting married pretty soon. And so, like, so, I mean, for the sake of saving money, her and I haven't haven't moved out, and, and we're just kind of taking things day by day at this point. But, um, like, where am I putting my time um, with with friends and stuff? And then, wh- like, why? Um, and so, and so, like, relationally talking, like, I've got my kind of my inner circle, which is you know my family, my girlfriend, my couple close buddies, mm-hmm. and then that's kind of like the inner circle. And then we've kind of got the outer circle, which is you know friends that you might see once every other week, or you know like once a month or something like that. And then, and then for for you and I, Jake, like we have our student body here at Grace Church that we are ministering to, and then maybe people that we're mentoring. And then we've kind of got like that third circle, which yep. is like distant relations, all that, like friends from you know maybe you from college or something like yep. that, or connections that you have in different states. Or for me, like people that I met, uh, was friends with in high school that have gone off to college and I haven't spoken to in maybe yes. like a year or something like that. And I'm like asking myself, where am I putting my time and my efforts? Which of these relationships are the most important, and why am I pouring into them? And yeah. so for like my family, when when I mean all is said and done. Family is what you've got. Now, for those of you who don't have great families, I want to let you know that I'm praying for you, and I'm yeah. praying that that the Lord would bring you guys bring you to a place where um, you can consider good friends, um, other other friends, family mm-hmm. members, um, and even other Christ followers part of your family. Because yeah. they are, and we are, um, and and if you're struggling with with um, having a good family, finding good friends, um, wondering who those re- or who or what those relationships are look like, reach out to us, ask yeah. us questions. Like we are willing to walk through you with this and and answer any questions that you have and pray with you. Um, and this is a great and, season and, to answer. And this is a great season, exactly. Yeah. So I mean. Um, I'm follow, we got our we got our podcast um, uh, Instagram up. So if you guys if you guys want to ask us questions, um, why don't you DM us on Instagram? That's live it underscore podcast or Jake personally um, at Jake one point two nine. I know what one point two nine is. What is it? 
My mother-in-law reminded me. It's Colossians 129. Duh. Oh. I even preached a sermon, a sermon with it here at Grace Church. But it's it's Paul talking about this incredible amount of energy the Holy Spirit gets him, gives him to do the work of ministry. Yeah. Oh, that's really And I want cool. that kind okay. of energy. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Colossians 129. So, yeah, <laughs> reach out to us, Jake1.29. Yeah. The next Living Podcast uh, Instagram page. We, we'd love to hear from you guys because God is. God is working in this season. Yeah. And, and he wants to continue to challenge us oh, in those yeah. areas relationally. Yeah. Um, maybe what he's brought us through, or maybe this is one of the first times that you've walked through a trial like this, and um, and and just know that God is God is teaching you something through mm-hmm. it without question. That's good. So, where are you struggling in this time of quarantine, Sam? Like, is there an area where you're just like, okay, that's good. This is hard. This is mm-hmm. difficult. I'm really struggling in this place. That is a really good question. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't really thought about that very much. Um, I think I like to think that I'm a good communicator. I like to think that, you know, my thoughts are being clearly communicated when they need to be. Um, you know, I'm doing what I need to do to let people know how I'm feeling or see how other people are feeling so I can better serve and love them. Um, specifically, you know, my family, my girlfriend in particular. Um, um, but then also the leaders here at Grace that I work with, especially in students. Um, but I've been actually realizing more and more how poor of a communicator that I really am, especially um with my leaders. And so I've really been struggling to like be proactive in communicating Mm. and just being there, being present. Um, And so I've been trying to take, um, I mean, conviction time for me. I haven't been taking very many good practical steps in these areas. I mean, I've written down like little notes here and there, like make it a point to reach out to your leaders, get connected, stuff like that. Um, but like I haven't been doing very well yeah. with that, and so like, and so like I've been I've been trying to reach out to some of uh, some of the leaders. So if you guys are listening to this, hey, I love you guys. Um, uh, don't hate me just yet. We're still working through this. What's well, um, one thing I always admired with Paul, right? As we as we read the New Testament, how he was always thinking about those he wasn't in immediate contact with, mm. and I I think I struggle just personally, not in this particular season, but. If I see you and you're in my general presence on a daily basis, I'm really good at pouring into you. Mm. But if I'm distant from you, I kind of forget about you. <laughs> that's yeah, not a, yeah. that's not a good that is not a good character trait at all. So um, Hey, but it happens. I mean, yeah. like think about the people that you're friends with from high school that go off to college, right? Like I would say that I consistently talk to Oh man probably like one or two people from high school that I was friends with. And I had a pretty big, not to like toot my own horn here, but I had a pretty big sphere of influence when I was in high school. Like I had, I was friends with quite a few people from sports teams. Like I was friends with a lot of like the, what you might consider outcasts or burnouts or, you know, whatever, like whatever you want to call them, people who were more quiet. I was friends. I mean, I was obviously friends with the uh, theater people because that was the group that I was more involved with. Um, But then band, choir, I was in um, five different choirs my senior year. So I had a lot of people that I talked to throughout that time. So, I mean, just like, but all out of all of those people, I probably only talked to, like one or two of yeah. them now. Yeah. 
that that I've got that I've left and they've left and, and stuff. I know, so. And I, and to think like we have this gift in Christ that we can share with others, but yet we're so not purposeful with right, it. Right, right. And I, I know I've been convicted in that is is one of the things I've been doing during this time is this daily devotional stuff on my Instagram and Facebook and and at least three to four minute devotionals. Well, people I haven't heard of in years, heard from in years, are reaching out, dropping me a direct message, you know, whatever, shoot me a text. Seriously? Me. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm like, oh, I just forget about people so easily. Mm. And I have this gift and how, like, I want that spirit that Paul, like, he's sitting in a prison, he's writing a letter to the Philippians, right? Like, I want that desire inside of me. And I get so sucked into the mm. present moment of what I'm doing that I forget about those who are not in my presence. Yeah, dang. Not a, That's not good. A good I trait. mean, like, okay, so Jake, um, I mean, what is something that you, share something that you've been struggling yeah. with in this time of quarantine? Yeah, I had to be really careful with this is, and I, I was really wrestling, is I'm on social media so much now, and I feel like the Lord has given me a social media presence <laughs> to to be able to to influence and encourage in the season. But I find myself getting consumed with the views, the likes, the comments, the messages, and and doubting at times when I don't get the feedback that I thought I should get. Um, would I miss the message? Do people not like it? Are people not paying attention? And, and getting consumed in that world. So when you when you're up at like a student ministry and you're just you're giving a sermon to 200 kids on a Wednesday night, you don't expect anybody to really say anything. Somebody might say, "Hey, good message, Pastor." Right? Like walking out, you don't expect um, that immediate reply or that immediate um, validation. Mm-hmm. Social media so often validates what uh-huh. God has called us to do, or we think. Right. And really, it's like, no, you're called to do whether one person, like if you impact Mm. one person and that's it, like you've done your job for the day and and yet get consumed. Well, this one had 385 views and this one had 262 views. And why do I have 100 less views on this? Right. And and getting into that that game on social media. And I can find myself being a numbers guy, being a guy that loves validation. Mm. I think it was some, one of the things that, and I recognize it in my son, Jacoby right now, who's only six is like, I really loved sports because I love validation. Mm. Like I love playing basketball and hearing, you know, 20,000 people in Hilton Coliseum cheer. Oh, Jacoby loves oh, validation. Too. Oh, like oh, he yeah. loves it. Like oh, I yeah. see it in him. Like that, that validation, like I am good. And, and that is such a hard line to walk as a Christ follower because you can be called to ministry and it, you, you can have 20, 25, 30 years of ministry and, and maybe feel like you're not seeing any fruit from it. And, um, you know, God's kingdom works in such a different way than validation oh, for yeah. the world. But I still struggle with that. And I see this now that I'm always on digital platforms where there is that validation but by views and likes that it can consume me. Right. And I and I've just really been wrestling mm-hmm. with the Lord. Like, don't don't let me get consumed and stuck in that. That place. is an interesting question. Now that you now that you kind of started saying that, I've got my brain juices flowing. Here's a question for you, Jake. Why do you think? All right. So first of all, if we can agree, can we both agree that face to face acknowledgement is more personal and meaningful than online? Oh, no question. No okay. Question about it. So if we can agree on that, then why do we not expect more people to give us that validation in person than 
online and then value the online stuff more than the personal stuff. Yeah. I, like why, why do, why do you think that we do that? I think cause we can it, see it. Right? Mm. It's something that can be seen. Like I can see how many views I have. You know, sometimes validation comes weeks after personal validation, or you might impact somebody with a message and you may never, you might not hear about it mm. until whatever, six weeks, two weeks, two months, six months later, you know, I've wrestled a lot with Acts 9, Ananias, when God asked Ananias to go to Paul. And he's like, well, wait, me? Like, no, like, you know who this guy is. And Ananias' is obedient impacts the life of Paul in the way he did. Did Ananias ever know the impact that he had? No. We never see Paul or Ananias connect again. No. These scriptures. No. So it's like, did he even know? And how much do we not even know? But but like social media, like it gives us the false perception mm. that we know. Like mm. we know the impact we're making. We 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 have that. You know, it, here's a, here's how sinful my own heart is. Um, so Danny Freed and I we, we've launched the next YouTube channel, and um, so he's got this junior high messages, and he's got his senior high messages, and. I found myself last week going on to see who's listened to whose message more. And I was like winning like 145 to 141. And I was like, yes, I'm beating Danny. And I'm like, why am I like this is going on in my own heart and soul? I'm like, why am why why am I competing against Danny to see who listened to whose message more? It's because like, of his long flowing hair. Oh gosh, and he's young and like, gosh, I still want to be relevant to younger kids. And but but it's just our sin nature to want validation. Mm. It's our sin nature to compete against our brothers and sisters in Christ, where it's like, I just got to do what God's called me to do, regardless of the validation that I mm. receive from it. That's good. <clears throat> Man, that is convicting. I hope all y'all who are listening out there, I hope you feel convicted, because I certainly feel convicted about that. Well, I, I was doing just... with our next, we launched our next Young Adults um Instagram and every day we've gotten four or five new followers and I'll get mm. so excited. Like I'll get excited like five new young adult followers. And I want nothing more than our young adult ministry just to thrive here at Grace Church. Mm. It is one of the deepest desires in my heart. But I get so consumed in numbers and I often think about the story of Gideon when God reduced all of his numbers because he'd actually be more effective in the battle mm. and God would get more glory. Yeah. Like, yeah. Would I be okay with that? Like, I'd rather lead 10,000 people than 300 people, God. Mm. I ain't going to lie about it. <laughs> and Dang. usually when I say something like that, God will bring me to a place where, yes, you'll have me leading no people. <laughs> just well. To, just to learn. But it, but it is a struggle, and I, I, I do think it is, a, it, it is a real struggle in the time of quarantine with all of us being on social media yeah. so much and everybody having something to say right now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's got something to say. So Well, I think that um, – so now that we are getting – kind of closer to our time cut yeah. um maybe we have time for one more question do you want to do you want to choose the what next? is what is the most prof- only because this is on the top of my mind what is the most profound thing you have heard in this time of quarantine elaborate <laughs> all right so i'm gonna elaborate so about 11 30 last night my wife is sleeping i'm getting ready to go to bed and i've got i've got cnn on it now i know christian conservative people are like, well you should only listen to fox news I actually like listening to the other side of the argument. Mm-hmm. Or like, I know what I believe. I want to hear what others believe. Right. And I actually do. I actually do that with churches and messages and all kinds of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like w- w- the people who preach the prosperity gospel, what are they actually saying? And and I really want to know so I can counter it. But anyway, so I was listening to CNN. Right. 
I rolled over. Anderson Cooper is on, and and I could have given you all the coronavirus data. I'd listened to it all day, and he's going to interview Mark Cuban, and kind of caught my attention. But I wasn't even listening. I wasn't even watching the TV. I was just listening, and and I like Mark Cuban. You know, he's the president, owner of of the Dallas Mavericks, and he said this. He said, "The enemy of progress is perfection." Oh wow! And I popped up. It's like eleven thirty at night. And like I pulled the covers and even woke my wife up. I'm like, I got, I got to write that down. The enemy of progress is perfection. That's an aha moment. Yeah, I put it all over all my social media pages today. By the way, so um, <laughs> because I start, I wrestled through. I was up at two in the morning just wrestling through that idea of how many people don't make progress in what God is calling them to do because they think they have to be perfect. Yeah. And how God is calling us not to perfection. That is found in Christ and Christ alone. But he is calling us just to move forward with what he's laying on our heart. Yeah. And he will do the work. And so I was just thinking about that in the context of my own life, how true that own statement is. How many things I'm like, well, I don't know if this is good enough. I don't know if that's good enough. How should we do this? How should we do that? And like, the enemy of progress is, is perfection. And it was it was a really profound thing to me. And it was just randomly listening but i think there's 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 things coming at us from all different directions right now social media the tv um worship like we're hearing all these different things and i think as as christ followers we should be really trying to filter out because i think god can use so many different voices to maybe speak new things into our own lives Mm. that's good that's really good the enemy of progress is perfection that's good yeah i just want to i mean we're kind of leaving it at that um We've got, I mean, well, before we go, just, um, I want to leave you guys with a challenge. Reach out to someone. This is, I was just thinking of this the other day. Reach out to someone that maybe, you know, but you don't really talk to, whether that's on social media, you write them a letter, you give them a physical note, whatever you do, just send them some words of encouragement or a Bible verse or something like that. Amen. Hey, we will see you guys next week. We're going to have some guests in and it'll be great.